0: And welcome to another episode of the Public Speaking Expert Podcast. We are here again, and we're very excited. Why? Not only is it another episode we're recording, but we have La Legenda. We have the one and only, the woman. She is known as the Simon Cowell of the public speaking world, of the professional paid world. She is the woman that if you get in her way, oh my gosh, will you know that you will never get paid to speak So on that, of course, I'm talking about Jose. And then,
1: of course, we have Maria Franzoni as well. Maria Franzoni, welcome to the show. Gosh, the energy energy on this show. By the way, Ellie, I started that, calling. I call myself the Simon Cowell of the speaking world. So now, so I started that rumor. (laughs) No, you
0: are. That's why I refer to you as, well, you're not. You're you're much nicer. It's funny because I know you like to think of yourself as a Simon Cowell of the speaking world. But you're you're so much nicer than Mm. Simon Cowell. I know you're honest and you're blunt and we can talk about that, but I don't think you're ever mean. While well, sometimes uh, Simon Cowell can be quite mean. I don't think you're ever coming from a mean place, but we can dive into that in a little bit and we can talk about it. But first of all, welcome everybody to another Public Speaking Expert podcast. Jose, how are you doing? How are you doing, my friend? You've been away. You've come back. Tell us, how are you?
2: I'm very good, Elliot. And I'm, I'm actually, since I don't know Maria very well, So I'm treading carefully here. Okay, (laughs) so I'm behaving just in case because the Simon Cowell of the public speaking industry, I'm just like I'm holding back because otherwise I would be just doing like, yeah, Maria, welcome. I would be like all over the place. But today, yeah, let's see how it goes. I didn't think we could
0: tame you. And all it takes is Maria Franzoni to come on the show and you're tamed.
2: Not, Not just Maria, it's just Maria. I mean Maria coming to the show because other than that, I would be out there shouting Maria, but the thing is something I've done today, because you're very special, in my own opinion, I, I've seen what you've done, and you know the position the positioning you have in the industry and everything else, very much recognized i've actually for the first time i've written down more than a couple of questions i usually just you know yeah so i'm very much prepared because i want i'm sure this episode is going to be incredible in terms of the amount of knowledge insight and tips we're going to be taking thanks to maria franzoni gosh
1: no pressure then boys no no, i'm now a bit like oh
2: i haven't written any questions down because i've got no answers so i've got got my post-it notes in here (laughs)
0: So, first things first, as we're talking so much about Maria, Maria, do you want to say hello, introduce yourself? Besides being the Simon Cowell
1: of the speaking world, tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive into the episode. Okay, hello, hello everybody. Lovely to be here. So, uh, my name is Maria Luisa Antonella Franzoni. Not many Ooh, people know that. All yeah. the um, yeah, yeah. Well, you've got I've got to compete. Better so we've got a it. lovely <laughs> we've got a lovely accent on the line. So yes, I'm a former, I'm a recovering, I'm going to say actually, recovering international speaker bureau owner. <laughs> um, Twenty three years of doing that, and uh, now I work with speakers, helping them to be more bookable make more money using what I learned running my speaker bureau, and uh, before that. Had several other careers, so um, I've been working a long time, Elliot. A very long time, <laughs> I know, I know. And we,
0: we've known each other, what four years now? Coming on, four it's
1: years? sped fast, it's gone it very, fast. very fast. Um, yeah, it must be about four years now, yeah. And yeah. being
0: a judge on the female speakers' conference
1: is that where we met? It was, it was down met. to Lavelda Vincenzi, she introduced yeah, us, ah. fault. Mm.
0: and then we had lunch. And then you blatantly said to me, so what do you want at the end of the lunch? <laughs> and I was like, nothing, Maria, actually. Now, see, I, really I, was, I was
1: channeling my Simon Cow. Let's get it's, to
0: yes, point. Yes, it was. So what do you want? <laughs> no, it wasn't quite as harsh as that. It was very nice. And then I said, nothing, actually. But, you know, if you do have something that can come my way. But we've worked backwards and forwards since then. You come and train a, a lot for my guys. And I'm very grateful for that. And you always had such value. And you've spoken for me at my events. And I've been to your house so I feel very lucky, very privileged. Not many people, I don't know, actually. I'm making an assumption. I've been to your house. Not because you don't have any friends. That sounds bad. I'm going to stop talking now. Uh, so thanks for being on the show. <laughs> uh, Jose, as, as you've got questions ready, I think you should lead the way here.
2: Amazing. So, well, Maria, as I said before, thank you very much for being here with us today. And I'm going to start with the first one because it is a very crowded marketplace. And, you know, speakers... The first question is, how do we stand out?
1: Oh, my goodness. That's really a question for for Elliot, isn't it? Because that's all about being a bit more giraffe, isn't it, Elliot? How do you stand out? Um, How do you stand out? There's lots of answers to that. But really, in the the paid speaking world, you need to solve a big problem and deliver on the results. And ideally, because you're a speaker, you need to do it very well in your speaking Um, but it's the danger often is that you see someone who's successful in the speaking world and you think I'm going to copy what they've done and you end up becoming a sort of a poor photocopy of them or uh, as somebody else said cookie cutter versions you end up being exactly the same so you do need to be you you've got to be you don't be anybody else everybody else is taken I can't remember who said that but it's such a great line Oscar Wilde Oh, was it Oscar? Yeah. Good for him. Um, so, our dog's called Oscar, by the way. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> um, so, yeah, be, be yourself, bring value, um, and make sure that you actually are relevant to the marketplace and the audience that you want to serve. Hmm. So
2: Fantastic. The big problem, um, be relevant. Exactly. Yeah. The big problem. How big of a problem? You have some examples, because I'm thinking about the audience. Yeah, they go big problems. So it's, do I need to solve i don't know the the volcano eruption in la palma for example what 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 is a big problem especially for people that are getting started exactly well if you can't
1: you will Well, it has to be relevant to your audience. So I'm not sure who the audience would be. And probably it would be people living locally to the volcano. And if you could then then that would probably be a topic they'd like. So, no, when I say big problem, I I tend to work. I know the the, the market of big organisations, corporates, uh, um, government, sort of those big organisations. And the problems there are usually fairly similar. It's usually related to anything to do with people, to do with change, to do with disruption, to do with technology. So if those kinds of problems, there's always people problems. And a big problem is relative. So if you are a small organization, a big problem for you might be cash flow. And if you can help somebody solve that problem, then that's, you know, but that might be a small problem to a more experienced. So it has to relate to the to who it is that you're serving. And how, and the reason I say big problem is because we like big fees. <laughs> so, you know, a small problem um, won't, won't deliver a big fee.
0: Right. And, you know, Maria, just for the listeners, everybody, she's coming from the angle of a bureau, right, of someone that's paid to speak. And Maria would deal with, she's the in-between between the booker and the booked therefore maria makes money only if the client makes money and if i'm if i'm correct you wouldn't take anyone on unless they charged a minimum of 4000 uk pounds right was that a minimum that, that was what
1: we used to do yes yeah. um, and in some bureaus it's even higher Um, You know, I'm now I'm talent scouting for some bureaus now, which is wonderful. And, you know, their minimum is 10,000 for a couple of them. Others will work lower down. It's always about who is it that you're serving? Who are the clients at the end of the day? Because they have certain budgets. And that actually leads me on to something related to it in that if you don't know about speaker bureaus, you assume that they all serve the same client bases. They don't. Just like you, all businesses have their own client bases and every bureau serves a different client base and has a different interest in different areas. Absolutely. And what's really interesting to see is,
0: of course, the speaking world has changed since the pandemic, right? So if as we're delving into kind of some of the challenges around that, maybe it's worth diving in into a little bit of that, Maria. How has the speaking world changed since COVID came along to where we are now? Because I know it's opening up again, but it's not going to be the same. So tell us a little bit about what you've
1: seen from the bureau world, from your world,
0: how the world's changed.
1: Well, how the world changed, obviously, you know, that last year fees crashed um, and that wasn't because businesses weren't carrying on doing business. Not all of them, obviously, but those that were carrying on doing business were still doing business. But a lot of speakers panicked and reduced their fees dramatically. And that had a knock-on effect in the market. What's good is that the, the fees have, have come back and have stabilised. And in fact, the market is really quite hot at the moment. There's a lot going on at the time of recording, which is great. Um, but I suppose what changed dramatically in the world of speaking is that although we always had the ability to do virtual events, we weren't really doing it very much. And what's changed now is that there is a great appreciation for virtual events and the fact that they are easy to organize and very um, not only time effective, but cost effective because you don't have to travel. Um, you don't have to, from the point of view of cost, you don't have to arrange uh, accommodation and food and, and you know, it's, it's so much easier. So that has had a huge shift in how many organizations are now running events and how often they're running events. And the other big change, again, related to this in that when you're running a big event with thousands of people, you normally have to plan it six months in advance, maybe a year in advance to get the venue that you want. Virtual means you can run an event next week with thousands of people as long as they're available in their diary. And that mentality has continued with many of the, the end clients um, who think that they can do in-person events with much shorter lead times. So the knock-on effect to speakers and bureaus I'm hearing is that, oh my goodness, our lead times are so short, even for the in-person events. And that's really stressful because every single thing has to be done in a tighter timescale.
0: Hmm, that's interesting.
1: Jose, any, any other question before yeah, on, I proceed
2: Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to the fees, Maria, you said they kind of picked up again. So back to previous levels. And are we speaking about virtual being the same as in person or do they still vary between them? And when it comes to the hybrid, so what's the current situation on those?
1: Well, I can't give you a black and white general answer, Mm. but sort of what I'm seeing mostly is that uh, most of the speakers have put their fees up and the bureaus more or less, to the virtual being what the in-person would be for a local event. So that if you're a UK-based speaker and you're speaking virtually, you will be charging your UK fee for a virtual event wherever it happens to be in the world. Um, What's interesting is that many speakers actually... Are struggling to go back on the road to deal with all the travel and you know getting up much earlier, getting yourself to the airport, having to do if you have to do PCR tests or whatever, any testing, being aware of what's going on. And they're finding that very t- tiring and a lot more time-consuming than it used to be. Especially if you're a British traveller with uh, different you know, the queues now are different for if you're you, now that we've Brexited. And many of the speakers I'm talking to are actually charging in premium fees now for their in-person because it's just much more convenient to do it from home in their studios.
0: Absolutely. And by the way, if anybody out there is listening, both Jose and I are available for booking. So do make sure that you get in touch because we're about as well. Uh, And of course, if you, this is a perfect segue. And of course, if you want to reach out to Jose, myself and I, Maria are going to find out a bit later how to. Feel free to, whether it be uh, to support your speaking journey, just make sure you do reach out to me. And I'll say this, as I say in every episode, if you like, subscribe and leave us a great comment, send us a picture on the Instagram, the Elliot and Jose show. I will send you a copy of my book. And Jose would send you a copy of his book except he hasn't got a book yet. So the only reason I'm sending a copy of my book is because I can and Jose not yet. But if you do do that, I will send you a copy of my book. Beg your pardon, Jose?
2: Not yet. Obviously, I cannot send a book if I haven't got it yet. I can send some other things. One thing I'm going to highlight, Maria, Elliot is also a bit tamed today. So you are definitely impacting the energy in a good he's way. A, a he's good a bit way. tame.
1: I don't want to bring his energy down. So no, listen, uh, Jose. No,
2: credibility, credibility. So we're, we're sounding uh, a bit more professional today. Put it this way, Maria, thanks to you. Uh, you see the Simon Cowell not, effect. Yeah, I guess so. So we're actually maybe just putting a slightly different mask on today. So, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, so Jose, I what I suggest you do, because uh, Elliot's got so many books, just take one of his books, cross his name out and put yours on there <laughs> and send that
2: i will probably i will probably do that and um, yeah work on the on the image or the yeah, yeah absolutely think, no worries you Definitely. could have Let's my first Let's book it's your
1: right to be wrong
0: cross it out but then you'd have to be the coach with the hat as well
2: it doesn't matter i'll be the coach with a beard we'll you can be the coach out. with a beard it sounds absolutely. good to
0: me so tell me um my next question is this what what are kind of some of the big mistakes that speakers make approaching bureaus like that you've seen in your time and you're like oh You know, forehead slap,
1: forehead slap, forehead slap. The the big one, Elliot, is not to do any homework, not to do any research. You would never approach a prospect, um, you know, a potential client without doing some homework. At least I hope you wouldn't. And if you do, go give yourselves a slap. Um, You do some research. You know, I've had so many people when I was running my bureau approaching me with what was definitely a generic email, um, not even bothering to find out my name. Um, And, you know, my name, my my bureau was called Maria Franzoni Limited. It's not (laughs) difficult, right? It's not difficult. Um, I wasn't very imaginative in that. Um, But actually, it it wasn't a bad idea after all in terms of being known in the industry. So it wasn't such a big mistake to call it Maria Franzoni Limited. Um, So, yeah, do your homework, Uh, you know, check how actually, because most bureaus will have on their website. How to apply to be a speaker, whether you should apply to be a speaker at certain times and not others. Um, just be a bit aware that, you know, bureaus aren't recruiting every single day and they might not need you. Um, but also have a look at their roster. Where would you fit on that roster? Is there a gap for you? Um, So sort of that kind of thing is that is that homework, that research and tailoring it and making it relevant to me because you're writing to me or whoever it is you're writing to, make it totally relevant to them.
0: I
2: like that. Jose? Thank you very much for that, Maria. So imagine I send my application and somebody else with a similar profile addressing a similar problem sends an application in as well. So what is going to be the difference that makes the difference for you to say, okay, I'll pick this?
1: So first of all, if your similar, your profile is similar to somebody else and everything is similar, you're not doing the first thing, which is being different, being unique and standing out. You mean not being more giraffe? Not being more giraffe, yeah. But Jose, if you sent me a voice message with your voice and your accent, you know, that's it, you're in. (laughs) now you know what to do (laughs) Jose.
2: now i know what to do definitely okay but then that does help which may lead to my next question because it does help Then sending a voice note or something that is tailored to the person absolutely yeah
1: yeah do you know what bureaus um like clients they need videos they need to see you speaking and hear you speaking but um yeah in terms of um you know getting noticed and what's different I really encourage everybody to have their unique message and their unique content. Don't deliver somebody else's content. You know, Simon Sinek did the start with why do something else. Um, so that's his, uh, you know, take your own content, put your own spin on it. Only you have had your experiences in life. Only you have lived your life. So you've got your own unique spin, your own way of, of delivering it. But also, um, I personally love, um, you know, models or contextual images or something that I can take away, something that I can do. Um, I like practical stuff. So although I want to be, um, you know, energized and inspired and feel great after the talk, I also want something I can go in and do something with. So, um, and a lot of clients like that, but it, it depends what kind of speech, what kind of event, because different organizers want different things, of course.
2: Okay. Brilliant. and Maria, you mentioned something very important around when it comes to videos. And I know from previous sessions, you share some, specific details on what to include in your video when you're going to submit it to a bureau or a speaking agency. So how professional would you say it has to be? Is it, is it the same, for example, in your case, if I just record one with my phone or I get one that's been professionally produced and edited?
0: Ooh, ooh, can
1: I try and answer this? You know the answer to this, Elliot. Because No, I want we... you to answer that. Go for it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, well, I, well, I, I want Maria. answer. I know you want I think Maria I know, Elliot. Yeah, well,
1: you see, <laughs> what I'm going to say to you is, Jose, how much do you want to get paid? <laughs> so if you want to get paid, you know, the cost of an iPhone, then yes, do it on your iPhone. Um, you have to look the part, you have to look that you're worth whatever it is that you're going to be charging. So of course it has to be professional and professionally done. Um, You know, you've got to be credible. And if, you, if you've if you got a video on an iPhone and it's wobbling and you haven't got decent light and et cetera, et cetera, it's not good enough. You want to send me a personal message on your iPhone, you know, that's fine. That's something different. But if you want me to see you speaking and and know what,
2: what that's about, I, you know, that doesn't work. Mm. Thank you so much, Maria, because Well, I guess it's a good opportunity. That's one of the things we offer within one of the businesses I run with my brother. And we have, that's why I'm asking the question, because you have Ah. no idea, you have no idea how many people, they still don't believe in investing on a professionally edited, created video. And that's one of the things. It's just how do you want to be positioned? How do you want to be perceived? Do you want to get paid? I love that. So if you, want, if you want to get paid the cost of an iPhone, then I guess, yeah, go for it and good luck.
1: I mean, I know there are filmmakers that can make incredible films with iPhones, but then of course they're using proper lighting, they're using proper sound, they're using, you know, they're filming it properly. So um, I've been working recently with a speaker who is fabulous and he's looking to put his fee up to 20000 $25,000. He's worth every cent and he's had a professional video made which is phenomenal and he spent $25,000 on it. You you spend your speaking fee on it. You want to be paid 5,000 pounds? Spend 5,000 pounds on your speaking fee. Um you know and there's no doubt I showed uh, my team the, the the video and said what do you think? And they said, you know, within within a few seconds I said right this guy's the this guy's the real deal. You know, brilliant. It's so important. It it can change everything having the mm-hmm. right video.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Maria.
1: So the question you must get
0: and you always get is, how does someone set their fee? So to uh, all our listeners out there and everyone watching on YouTube, how does someone set their fee, right? Uh, um, and people always want to know the answer to that. And I know the answer that you're going to give because I've heard you answer it so many times. But over to you, Maria. How does I might do it their, differently. How, how can I go in and say I'm 4,000, 5,000 pounds, someone else goes out of 1,000, someone else goes 10,000, right? So I'd love to hear your take on that.
1: It is a little bit subjective. It is a little bit like, you know, finger in the air, but it's, it's what the value that you bring, perceived value, um, from, from the client, really. But there's lots of factors that come into play. Uh, you know, one of them being how well known are you? The more well known you are, the higher the fee will be. Um, it, which market are you speaking in? Different markets have different fee levels. You know, If you're speaking in the training market, it, the fees are, are lower, I'm sorry to say, because you know, many trainers deliver excellent results, but it's th- that, it's, that's the market. Um, if you're speaking in the US, the fees are higher. But the standards are higher too. Um, so it's the market. It's how how uh, known you are. It's the results that you bring. But also, it's the experience that you deliver. And and if you think about it, if you're, like, if you're going to go and, and see a comedian, for example, if you know you're going to see a comedian um, who absolutely makes you cry with laughter, you've seen them, they're quite well known, you, you know them, you're familiar with them, you're going to pay more than if you're going to go to, um, you know, sort of a mic, uh, open mic, where you don't know what the comedian is going to be like. So there's sort of, there's all of those factors. Um, and some people use time as well as a factor. I think it's, there is a time factor if you're for certain types of speeches, but there's so many different criteria. And competition is another one, because if your competition is charging way more than you, then either you aren't of to the level, or you're undercharging. Or if they're charging way less than you, then you've got to bring something more to the table. So I find it very difficult to give one general answer, one black and white answer. I think I can I can look at a speaker and say this is what you should be charging. But that's taken me 23 years to do. I've done my more than 10,000 hours to be able to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. No, I
0: figured that's kind of the answer. But we always get that. I always get that. And of course, you've got those people like, well, I'm a £10,000 speaker. I'm like, why? What makes you a £10,000 speaker? I want to get paid £5,000. I'm like, okay, but what what warrants you the right to get that? I'm not saying you can. I'm not saying you can't. But If you want to be a £5,000, £10,000 speaker, you need to show up as a £10,000 speaker, which means your website, your content, your assets has to, just minimum standard, look like a £10,000 speaker. A lot of people are like, well, you know, it's me, it's what I know. Okay, I know. But keep in mind that the booker is looking to box you in. And if you don't fit the box, you don't go in there. That's full stop, Right. See, hanging out with Maria has rubbed off on me. I can see that smile of pride on your face.
1: (laughs) He's learned. (laughs) He's learned. (laughs) No, you're listening. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And what I love, I I love having discussions because one of the first things I ask a speaker when they come to work with me, I say, you know, so what are your fees? What are you charging? What are your fees? And they'll give me a number. And then I'll say to them, and what are you getting? Uh, Because they're not always the same. Ah, I love that. Mm. I love that. (laughs) amazing so Jose before
0: we ask Maria to give us some tips which has already been given away actually in fairness we kind of when we interview versus our normal structure we kind of mix the two up but I can see you've got a question brewing because you're dancing either that or I don't know you need a wee wee I'm not sure no or it can be a third (laughs) option I'm
2: excited so come on so I I don't need I don't need a wee wee that's for sure (laughs) I do have another question Well, Maria, I'm sorry. This is kind of the banter between El and myself. And we spend way too many hours together. And I don't think yeah. that's healthy for me. Anyway, <laughs> that's a, a different conversation for another day. Look, um, I was thinking, just to recommend to the audience as well, people listening today, what would you say? And I guess I know the answer. But hey, for people out there, would you recommend as speakers they go for a bureau or an agency or that they go solo? What would you recommend?
1: It depends where they're at on their speaking journey. So if you are fully booked, getting good fees and want to go to the next fee level, a bureau and an agent will be very happy to take you on. If you're starting out, nobody's going to want to take you on until you've proved yourself in reality, unless unless you've got something incredibly special, unless you've done something really unique. So, for example, um, Tim Peake, when he, he he came back from space, he hadn't been speaking, but nobody's going to say to him, oh, you, you know, you've got to go and sell yourself. He had a queue of people wanting to book him because he had done something extraordinary. So if you've done something extraordinary, then you don't have to worry about it. If you haven't done something extraordinary, you've got to go out and do the legwork yourself and get, you know, get get referred, get known, get your own business. Um, Bureaus generally do not want to start working with somebody who hasn't already got some momentum.
2: Hmm. Thank you very much.
0: Recently, I was talking to um, a mother at a party, because now I go to parties um, with my four-year-old, who's going to be five, and her friend is the first female rugby referee
1: fantastic no she doesn't need the experience she doesn't need to go somebody will pick her up because she's
0: unique she's had to get an agent because she's had so many people turning to her for speaking opportunities she couldn't actually handle it but before that she'd never done speaking because she refs men's matches so that already puts her in her own category and I said if she needs any help I know people that can help her you know and of course thinking of Maria so I hope she's charging enough because that is quite unique Yeah, she is. There's so many, di- and of course she can speak on so many different angles, right? So many different audiences, which gives her her, her chargeability a lot more flexibility in a sense. Yeah, I love that, love that. Brilliant. Awesome stuff. So what are your top three hot tips that you would like to offer any of our listeners drug viewers out there that, you know, from the Maria Franzoni world are just like mic drop, psh-
1: <laughs> moments oh my goodness now listen you said tips you didn't know they have to be (laughs) mic drop moments my goodness um okay so I think the first thing to do is don't start with I know people say start with your passion but actually don't start with your passion because if you want to get paid your passion may not pay you you need to start with what's going on in the marketplace, what who is who's the market, who's the audience that you're going to serve, what is going, what is going on for them, what is relevant to them. And then look at then look at yourself and can you position yourself as a go-to expert to help them where they're at to take them somewhere else? So you don't go into the speech part, the topic part first. Start with the market, then look at your positioning. And you've said this, Elliot, and it's so true positioning is everything that positioning is so important and most speakers don't go deep enough into the positioning and and stand out enough um, because they haven't done that work so your positioning should reflect everything should be about your market about your audience everything you do so you've got to start with the market then your positioning and then really learn how to get booked you know learn how to get booked and then perfect the speech because if you haven't got any bookings what's the point of having that what's the point of working two years on a wonderful speech when you've got no bookings get the bookings you've got them in right now i've got a booking in eight weeks time i'm going to rehearse every single day i'm going to structure it i'm going to do you know what i mean you're working towards something so uh, that's how i do it amazing
2: i love that especially when you said don't follow your passion to start with (laughs) i think that's key love it love that
0: it's brilliant.
1: You want to get so, passionate about what you're talking about, though. So sure. you, you've got to love it. Um, but it, it may it may be, I mean, you know, my passion's is sleeping. The, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not a sleep expert because I'm a really bad sleeper. So, uh, you know, if, yeah, let me sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't work. No one's going to pay me oh, for that. I know that feeling so well,
0: Maria. Oh. <laughs> We've just about got my son over the whole waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So now it's more like 5.30. Well, and that makes a difference. But even in between that, I'm not a great sleeper, and I'd love oh, yeah. to conquer that, and I will conquer it. Yeah. So, how do people get in touch, find out about you? Because you've got your podcast, you've got your LinkedIn weekly show. There's so many ways people can find out your amazing, awesome greatness.
1: Oh my so, goodness. my head's gonna get so big. So it will. Um, it will. Connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Maria Franzoni. On LinkedIn uh, is probably the, the easiest way. But yes, I, I have got a podcast. Thank you very much. Um, you actually you're joining us on our speaking business TV show, aren't you soon? Which will be uh, which goes out live on LinkedIn. So yeah, connect with with me on LinkedIn, and um, I can you know let me know where you're at and how you're doing with your speaking, and I, I can direct you to either the podcast or our email newsletter or or something else. You never know.
0: What I would like to say, about Maria besides all the awesomeness, is what's really nice about you is it doesn't matter where the speaker is in their journey. You always give them time. And while you could easily go, you're not you're not far enough for me, go away, come back when you are. But even if you're saying that, you say that nicely. So that's why you're not Simon Cow, right? Because, oh, well, you're not because you're Maria. But that's why you're not like him. You'll go, look, This you need to get to here. Here's the resources to do that. And that's what I really like about you because... I know I've put, you know, people have got in touch with you from my community that I've worked with who have been where at the beginning and you've never been like, oh, go away. I can't talk to you. You're not a full grand speaker. <laughs> I would
1: have done if they wanted to join the Bureau.
0: <laughs> well, and then again, you're still
1: very diplomatic about it,
0: right? Because even when we had lunch, you're like, what do you want? I said, actually, I don't want anything. But if you did have any speaking gigs, I'd be interested. And you said, no, because I
1: don't have a client for you. Right? Those were your words.
0: I'm just Yeah, you, you
1: you wasn't the right... Yes, yeah, my bureau was not the right bureau for you. Right. Uh, but we're going to be talking about that anyway because exactly, like, there are right. bureaus that
0: are right for you. Exactly. But again, you weren't like, no, not interested, you know. And again, because actually my intention behind having lunch with you was to get to know you because of what we're doing now. You did, want, you...
1: Something. You see, you did no. want something. You see, he did want something. He wanted well, to get why to why you know me. Why come
0: in and train your awesomeness? That's really <laughs> what I wanted, not the That's <laughs> he's always fun, He's
2: he. always after something. I'm still wondering what he wants from me, but I don't know. Maybe it's just...
0: I don't want anything. It's the, love the, ac- it's with
2: the accent. People it's tune accent.
1: in. People it- tune in just to listen to you. Yeah. You know, he- Maria.
2: <laughs> well, before we fall into Elliot and myself again, talking about the relationship here. <laughs> um, yeah. What kind of programs, training programs slash coaching programs, if you have any, do you do you offer at the moment? So if you do have, offer.
1: Yeah, no, we do. We have several. Um, so one that uh, we launched recently and is doing really well. Uh, in fact, Elliot came along to the very first one, which is very brave of you, uh, do, you know, when it's the first time around, um, which is called our practical prospecting day, uh, where we're literally working on the day with the people on the on the program to find speaking gigs to find paid speaking gigs and to know what to say and and how to say it so that that's been going well um there's a new program which um i've run for a couple of people and in fact we're going is another one that uh, Elliot is interested in which is work turning your pa into your agent so if you are um, new to speaking, you're not going to necessarily be able to get a, an agent. But you can. Te- I can teach your PA how to be your agent. So I'm just your like, guinea
2: pig, really. I like well, that one
1: a lot. I'm, I try. I try everything out on you. Um, <laughs> and then um, Mary, my partner in the business, and I do a lot of one to ones where we do a one to one program where we take people through the five steps that it takes to be, you know, to grow business. Yeah, to grow your speaking business. We do that one to one now. Elliot, you're the oh. one. When, when we did it, we did it as a group. Oh. Um, but you see, you've got to be relevant to the market. So here's an example. When we did that programme virtually for people in groups, uh, and it was a six-week programme with sessions in between as well, that was of its time because mm-hmm. people, everybody was virtual and that was the right type of programme. The market has changed since then. People are much busier. And also they don't necessarily have six weeks Um, and sessions in between so now we tailor it to to fit their diary rather than them having to fit our diary and it's one-to-one so mary and i do that the same content one-to-one so you've got to keep constantly reinventing evolving and changing depending on what your market needs
2: awesome thank you very much maria grazie mille
0: thank you so much for coming today and of course everybody please reach out to maria Jose and I will carry on working on our relationships with therapy, coaching and potentially electrical treatment Everything, uh, yeah Electro-
2: <laughs> Electroshock therapy I need yeah,
0: Exactly, I think, I think I need it Listen, I am the one that showed up in working to surprise you, to actually meet you face to face Don't see you coming to Devon to do that
1: hmm? Hmm? It's a long way
0: <laughs> Well, there it's is no, petrol
1: shortages Petrol shortages is the excuse <laughs>
0: Maria, thank you again for coming on the Public Speaking Expert podcast. It's always a pleasure. I'm sure we'll invite you back at some point. Jose,
2: any final last words? I just want to say a big thank you, Maria. It's been amazing. I didn't expect any less. So it's always refreshing, insightful. It's fantastic to hear you speak and share so many tips, valuable tips. So and thank you for answering all of my questions as well. I still have got a few more, so who knows? Maybe next time you join the podcast.
1: Fantastic. We'll meet personally otherwise, Jose. You and your accent.
2: We will, <laughs> well, exactly. exactly. I'll take, I'll take my accent with me. So where, whereabouts are you, Maria?
0: Wait, wait, uh, wait. Wait, wait. Let's wrap this up. No, we're <laughs> going to wrap it. And then we can carry on the conversation. And then we
2: grab a coffee, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Till
0: the next episode, people, remember to Woo-hoo. not only be a great speaker, but to
2: speak your greatness.
0: We'll see you soon. Bye.